Welcome to True Truths and Tidbits, Life with Melinda. Each week, I will share with you my true, transparent truths. I have learned over the years that the best way to help yourself and others to overcome is by being honest. My hope for you, my friend, is that you will discover your own true truths on this journey with me. Sit back and relax because our journey begins together right now. Hi, guys. Thank you for coming back for another week of True Truths and Tidbits Life with Melinda. First of all, before I get started on this episode, I just want to thank everybody um, that has taken the time to come to hear my little episodes of things that I feel that are on my heart and that can help others to be able to grow in themselves um, personally, spiritually. But also, I just want to just thank you for your feedback on the episodes that I've had as well. Last week was a little challenging to be able to sit down. As you know, that episode was longer than uh, most of my episodes are. But when you're talking about something as deep as suicide and triggers and things such, it's just something you can't contain to 15 minutes So again, I would like to thank you so much for your positive feedback, for you sharing your stories and for leaving your messages. So to for this uh, week episode, it's going to be a tidbit and a tidbit. My personal definition is just a little bit of something that I feel that you can be able to apply personally to your life or you may be able to help somebody else to apply to theirs when you're in a situation and you're not just sure what to do. Um, it's also a true truth, but it's also a tidbit. It's just something that you can just hang on to that you may need for later. This week's episode in tidbit is on triggers. That was one of the uh, main things that was left in messages was if I could expand on exactly what triggers are um, and give examples of triggers. So that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to leave you some tidbits on triggers. Me personally, um, I just want to say If you're a Christian or otherwise, you deal with mental health issues or mental unwellness, it is not a sign of your weakness, nor is it a sign of your um, uncommitment to God. So let's just put that out there. If you look through the Bible, one of my favorite prophets that was so mightily used by God was Elijah. And after Elijah has slewed all the false prophets, it just took one word. It took one word um, or a message from Jezebel that triggered him and put him on the run to the point that he cried out and wanted the Lord to take his life. So just know that it does not mean that you're not right with God. It's just like we can still serve the Lord and have a cold or catch the flu or have diseases that come in our body because 
that's just the consequence of sin. So there should not be any more stigma placed on anyone else that is battling mental unwellness. So I just wanted to let you all know that. So triggers. And I'm going to start off um, with the definition. So triggers, basically, it means it's anything that reminds you of a previous trauma. And everyone's trauma is not the same. So it could be um, you were bullied. Um, It could be um, when you were growing up, you didn't have enough of something or you had you were you lived with abuse, either emotionally or physically. It could be something from your past, something that you witnessed or saw. It could be from sexual trauma uh, or assault. Um, It could be from an accident that you were in. So trigger is your trauma. It's a trauma that you went through. And um, it's an intense, it's an emotional or a physical reaction to that. And it normally manifests itself in a panic attack or um, a feeling of being uncomfortable or uneasy. So say, for instance, um, you were in a really bad wreck. Say that you you were in a really bad wreck. Um, It traumatized you. Say it was maybe a tractor trailer or something could have ran you off the road. And in that instance, now when you drive, you're fine on the freeway. But when you see a big truck coming beside you or going fast, that can be a trigger to back to your past trauma. So I hope that example will help someone. So that's what a trigger is. It's an example. Um, Say if you were abused, maybe if you're in a situation where someone starts to raise their voice or get angry or um, they say words that was used negatively against you, that too is a trigger. So that's um, something that you can look for. Or have a better idea now of what triggers are. So they're basically something that reminds you of your own personal trauma. That can either result in fear or a panic attack. Or sometimes you may not even get a panic attack or a fear. It just it may just be something that will put you on a high alert. Say... Um, Say you were in school and the fire alarm triggered and you all had to run out and it was a bad memory. Um, So something like that could go off. It could do that again. Or um, if you was a witness to violence and maybe you're in a big crowd and you see or you hear something that could trigger you and you get that flight or flight um, sensation, that's a trigger as well. Triggers don't mean that you're crazy or you're imbalanced. It's just, it's a memory. Just like if you had a song that you listened to that that was attached to a memory or something in your life. And when you hear it, it invokes emotion in you. It's the same thing with triggers. It's, it's no different. But the things about triggers, um, I liked 
for myself. If I'm going somewhere that I don't know or I'm I'm somewhere um, and I get a flashback of something that has happened in my life um, from abuse, different abuse um, situations I've had, I'm alerted. Um, not all the time do I break out in a panic attack. Not all the time do I break out um, in fear because I'm going to leave you with some more tidbits to help you through those times when those triggers just seem to not just subside. So for me, if I'm in a situation, I've had several, several situations um, in my past from childhood to present that has caused trauma in my life. And I won't um, expand on those tonight. Um, I'm thinking about maybe next week and next week's episode. I'll expand on that. But um, I can have certain things um, that come up that I may see or I may hear. And it may invoke in me um, a trigger or a flashback. Is basically what it is back to that situation. And in my past, I did deal with very, very bad, very bad anxiety. My hands would sweat. My feet would sweat. <laughs> Anything that could sweat would sweat. And I, my heart would race so fast. And I would think dangerously fast because I could feel it like it was coming out of my chest when I had those situ- those situations. And um, during that period of time in my life, I was on medication um, to help me with my anxiety. And that's another thing. Medication is not a condemnation that you cannot control yourself. It's no different than you had asthma or if you had high blood pressure or you had any other ailment going on in your body that the doctor would prescribe something for you to take to help um, lessen the symptoms of that thing. It's no different from um, medication you would have to take um, to help you with your mental unwellness at that state of time. So that's another thing. Um, plus, I always think, too, that God gave these doctors the minds to be able to come up with these things to help treat us um, to do these things. And they don't have to be long term. It could be temporary to help you get yourself through a situation. Um, so don't feel bad or negative if you feel like um, you're not strong enough to survive without medication. You wouldn't walk around, you know, having something really, really like diabetes. You wouldn't walk around and let your diabetes get out of control. You would adhere to what the doctor recommends in order. So, you know, you wouldn't have the ramifications of the side effects and the things that come along with diabetes. And no one would look at you any differently. People would probably, well, let's say they probably would look a little different. Wonder why. Why would you take this medicine to control this disease that you know that you have that can do these things to you? So if we can have the same sensitivity for others that have other things that they go through, we need to have the same sensitivity for those that are experiencing mental unwellness. 
So I want to leave you with some little tidbits to help you uh, for triggers. One is to acknowledge acknowledge them. Um, I think you do yourself injustice if you try to think or believe um, that you don't need to acknowledge it. And when I mean acknowledge it, I'm not saying that you have to give life to it or relive what you've been through. But if going in a crowd with your friends triggers you to a place that you're always and um, have um, a mental unwellness or anxiety, then until you can control that trigger, don't go. Don't put yourself in that place because you don't have to prove to anyone or anybody that you can overcome these things because we know we only overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And um, so don't feel like you have to um, put yourself into these situations to prove that you're over it. You're doing yourself a, a bad injustice. Until you can get it under control. So it does not mean that you're a failure, you're a loser, or um, there's no hope for you if you have those things. I don't ride escalators, okay? Two years old, I was in the mall in Sears, okay? If you know me, for some people who know me personally, I'm a little fluffy, but I wasn't always fluffy. I was a really, really skinny kid growing up when I was younger, Actually, my family used to call me Diana Ross because I was so thin and had a whole bunch of hair. Um, And I was in the store with my younger sister and we were playing on escalators because that was things that we used to like to do. While my mom would take forever to shop and she still takes forever to shop. But that's another segment for another day. So we were playing on on the escalators in Sears and me and my sister had just got on and this lady got on behind me with these extremely big uh, packages of pillows and hit me not on purpose but she did and I went over and I had to hold on to the rail till I got to the bottom so I have been offered tons of money for people if you would just get on the escalator um, and just overcome your fears you know I'll give you this and this but you can have all that because I don't want it I can get around life without being on the escalator. There's stairs. There's elevators. There's other means of transportation, a modes to get me down where I need to go. So, no. And I am now 44. So, we're talking about something that's 34 years into the game. Don't ever just say, think that you can help me overcome that. Because I'm telling you now, you're going to be failing miserably. and You're going to be looking really crazy. Anywhere that we would be trying to help me do that. So that's just me being real and sharing my true truth. I don't do escalators. Hmm. And it doesn't mean <laughs> making me crazy. It doesn't affect my life. Because if I'm going somewhere that I don't know and I know it's multiple levers, levels to that place that I'm going, trust and believe I've already Googled it. Okay? I've Googled it and I have a map of how I'm going to get around. Yes, I did go there. And I will go there because that's what I do to help me in those situations. Even though I had those fears and those triggers um, of it happening again, I never passed it on to my kids. I always made them get on escalators because what I go through is is for my 
experience. But I'm always trying to help others, even if it's something that I have a problem with, to help them overcome what they do. So, yeah. So, that's how I overcome my triggers. I don't make myself get on the escalator. You know, it doesn't matter who I'm with. And I've been with all different types of people. Oh, I'll protect you. I'll hold you. No. No. That's going to be a strong no. Because I know I'm not ready to face that. And so it's okay because it's not going to stop me from living life. Escalator is not needed to live life. But what is needed to live life is things to be able to help you in those situations to be able to overcome those triggers um, and to give you freedom in those situations. And I'm going to lead you with um, some very amazing scriptures that has helped me Um, To be able to overcome um, these panic attacks, these triggers, flashbacks, whatever you want to call it. Because all it is, is a manifestation of fear that has attached itself um, to you in these situations. So, the first scripture I'm going to give you, which I love... And um, I also have um, triggers with bridges, not all the time, but sometimes my father was a long distance truck driver and he was training his, um, he had a, was a new guy to the company and my father was training him and the guy was going to be released from training that very next day. And on that way home, the guy fell asleep. And so unfortunately him and my father passed away from going over a side of a bridge and Life was fine up until that happened. Um, I was 21. So this was 22 years ago um, that my father passed away. So it's not all the time. It's sometimes. And so when I get into situations where I can feel that trigger coming on, because if you're driving on a highway, it's not pretty much you can do. Um, Yes, I do Google highways. I will sit and watch YouTube videos. Um, and pretend like I'm driving. So I know what's in the road. I am that girl. So what I do when I know, um, these triggers are coming, cause it normally starts with like a, a, a hand starts to sweat and my mind starts to race. And I have to remember it's a fear trying to, it's a fear from that moment, trying to attach itself back to me. So my first go-to scripture um, I've memorized and I repeat it and I repeat it. And by the second or third time I've repeated it, I can fear, I can feel the fear leaving the trigger subsiding and it really helps. So let me give you that scripture. It's found in second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. And it tells us that for God has not given us a spirit of fear, and but he has given us power, love, and a sound mind. And another translation puts it this way. For God did not give us a spirit of t- uh, timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind, discipline and self-control. 
So I like to repeat that scripture for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And whenever I feel those triggers coming on, I just I get myself together and either I say it and um, silently or I repeat it out loud until the second or third time. I just fear. I just feel fear leaving. And it has helped me tremendously. And I've given this scripture to a lot of people, um, Christian and non-Christian, to help them to be able to get over it. Because we all suffer with some type of fear. I don't care who you are. It is something in our life that comes to hold us back. And as we can see in the scripture, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So you have the right right to rebuke that thing and just say it. For God is not given us the spirit of fear but a power and love and a sound mind or you can just make it personal to you for God has not given me the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind and the next scripture I want to give you that also brings me a lot of peace when I'm feeling some type of way or triggering and that scripture is going to be it's Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 Do not be afraid, for I'm with you. This is God talking to you. For don't be afraid, for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So God, in all his love and kindness, no matter where you may be with him right now, he has already given us the command to don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, for I'm with you. He's with you. Don't be discouraged, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And that is the truth, because the minute you ask for that help, he's going to strengthen and he's going to help you in your fears, in your disappointments, in life, and everything that we go through. So no matter what it is that you're facing today, tomorrow, or in the days to come, I invite you, Isaiah 41, verse 10, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And I just feel in my spirit to give you guys one more scripture before I go, because I know a lot of people struggle with sleeping at night. I used to have very bad anxiety um, at night. I preferred light. Um, So I used to have really hard time falling asleep. At night. And then one day I read the scripture and it's helped me tremendously. And even now, sometimes um, if I have trouble at night, I always pull out my Bible, either on my phone or otherwise. And it's found in Proverbs chapter three, verse 24. And it says, you can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. And that is true. You could pray the scripture over you. Or another thing that I like to do is write it down. Right, you can write these scriptures down. Second Timothy one, I'm sorry, Second Timothy um chapter one, verse seven, Isaiah chapter forty one, verse ten, and Proverbs chapter three, verse twenty four. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. So if you're having a trigger and your trigger is night. And it's falling asleep. Write down Proverbs chapter 3 verse 24. And put it on your headboard. 
or on your wall above your bed, right where you lay at. So it's there for you to be able to see. You can say it before you go to bed. You can get up if you need to get up and read it, but it's there for you to see. Um, Another good thing to do for these scriptures, you can always, my favorite um, Bible app is version. Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. I love you version. Um, they have so many different um, translations and you can put it in any translation that you want. So you can always go and you can bookmark and you can note. So I would suggest you bookmark Isaiah 41, 10 and 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And you can either bookmark it or screenshot it and put it in your phone. Or if you have a trigger in a car or somewhere else, get yourself a note card. Write down these scriptures. Put them somewhere that you can easily access them. So when you feel that trigger coming on or whatever it is that's bothering you or the anxiety, you can read it to yourself and find the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ to come over you and help you through. So I hope this little tidbit of triggers and how to combat them has helped you. And I pray that whatever it is that you're going through, um, if you need help, I suggest that you find someone that you can talk to, that you trust, and let them know. I also suggest if you're feeling unwell, to make sure you call and speak to someone um, to let them know what you're going through. Let it be a friend, pastor, co-worker, someone that you trust. I suggest you to do that. And I also suggest that you um, look up your local mental health. Um, It's in all cities and states. It's any health department um, should have um, mental health services for you. Um, And also, if you Google it, um, you can find different places to explore that can help you with those things. But bottom line, whatever you're going through at any point of life where it's triggers, anxiety, flashbacks, trauma from abuse or um, feelings of suicide, don't keep it to yourself. Share with someone. If you want to share with me, share with me. You can leave a message on this podcast that it immediately comes to me. And I will pray for you and help you in that situation as well. Bottom line is don't be afraid to let yourself know that you're not okay. Don't keep it to yourself. You don't have to do this battle alone and know that God is with you. like to take this time to thank you for listening to Choo Choo's and Tidbits, Life with Melinda. If you have not already become part of the family, you can do that right now. I invite you to subscribe. Look down on your screen and select subscribe. I'll give you a moment. Perfect. Now you're part of the True Truths family. You'll be one of the first to know when there's a new episode available for your listening pleasure. Also, I would like to invite you to look where you found subscribe and feel free to leave me a message. 
Who knows? Your voice may be the next one we hear on the next episode of Truth, Truths, and Tippets, Life with Melinda. Until we meet again, my friend, I hope that you will continue to strive to live out your true truths. Don't lose hope on your dreams and your aspirations. And if things don't work out the way that you plan for this day, always remember, there's tomorrow. Until next time, my friend. Goodbye.